Hello everyone and welcome back to the Genius Pod podcast with Naeem. I would like to begin today by saying that the days here in Denmark are getting much brighter and we are all looking forward to the days ahead. My guest today is another superstar in the track and field world with one of her major results at the Commonwealth Games in Gold Coast Australia where she plays first in the women's 100m dash. She also has a fourth place finish in the 4x100 women's relay in the 2011 World Championships. My guest today, who currently resides in Los Angeles where she continues to train and pursue her professional career, is none other than Michelle Lee Ai from Trinidad and Tobago. Welcome Michelle to the Junior Sport Podcast. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So Michelle, uh, 89 days to Tokyo. What's on your mind? Is it 89 days? Ooh, I will make you keep track. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to like stay calm, not like overthink stuff and not uh, like take the news on, but I'm just trying to stay healthy and just keep preparing for Olympics, which you said isn't 89 days. Yeah, well, I mean, last weekend, you know, they said 90 days and 100 days. So I'm just following up with uh, Team TTU's countdown. So I thought it would be quite cool to ask you as well. <laughs> um, Michelle, the first thing I want to talk about today is uh, your history with the sport. And my first question is, how and why did you choose running, you know, and the 100 meters <laughs> in particular? Uh, well, it all started in primary school in PE class. We were having like runs. And funny story, I fell down and everybody like left me. So I got up and just passed everyone. And my PE teacher was like, I'm going to put you in track. And also, it's a family. It's my family. My mom used to do track. My grandma, my uncles, my aunts, like everybody did track in my family. So it, it's in my genes. Okay. And your family and yourself grew up where in Trinidad and Tobago? Uh, in Karanaj. Okay. Wow. Deep, deep part of Spain. Nice. <laughs> so you don't you mind telling us which uh, primary school you went to? Uh, I went to Karanaj Girls. Okay. And from then on, you decided that you want to pursue, not a, maybe not a career at that point, but you know, you want to pursue something or chase something in the track and field world or what? Uh, yeah, well, I actually played four, uh, four sports. I played track, cricket, tennis, and football. Okay. Well, we'd so all know that. when I got that. older, I started to take track seriously and stop playing all the other sports. Okay. And all that, as in, how old were you when you decided to like join a club or something? Uh, well, I joined a club at the age of, let me see, 12? Okay. If I'm mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, you, I guess you were training at the National Stadium quite often from a young age? or? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was at Club nice. Concord first, then I left, and now I'm in Reboot. Okay. So... When you first began your career, you know, and you realized that you have some talent or potential in this sport, what uh, what were some of your goals at that point? Uh, at that point, my first goal was to make an Olympic team or be at the Olympics in an individual event. Okay. And which was your first Olympics, if you don't mind telling us? Uh, it was 2012. Okay. London. So was it a... You know, I mean, of course, it was a big deal to qualify, but how was the process to getting to London and uh, all those uh, seasons and prior to London? Uh, well, 
can't really remember, but it was a stressful, like, to the training and getting there, the trials. I can't remember what place. I think I probably got, like, second or two. Because I know I was in the individual hundred in London. Okay. And uh, right now where you are in LA, are you working or just professional track and field only training or do you have something on the uh, side that you do? No, just professional track, just training, making yeah. sure I'm healthy and uh, that's ready for the next couple of months. Yeah, okay. And uh, the club that you're currently a member of right now, how did you become a part of that system you're in right now in LA? Uh, one of my friends introduced me to the coach and he said he's willing to train me while I was on my suspension. I was like, okay, cool. So I left Texas and I came to LA. Okay. And if you don't mind telling us as well, how long were you suspended for? Uh, for two years. So it was just up last week, Monday. So I'm a free oh. woman. So I'm going to competing again. Thank, oh, okay. Thankfully. Yeah. Nice. Well, congrats. Then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then we're all looking forward to seeing you on the track again. Um, yeah. So, Michelle, I want to talk about the past year and now that we mentioned your suspension, right? Mm -hmm. How did how did you feel when the, the Olympics were postponed? You know, did you feel any kind of relief or what was going through your mind then? Uh, before everything happened with the the virus, I was devastated. I was like, damn, I'm really going to miss my two Olympics. And seeing that I'm 29, I was like, damn, I can't wait. And I, I probably couldn't wait like next four years. But at first I was devastated. But when the virus like hit, I was like, I was like, okay, I guess this is a sign. Mm. And to me, I was like, the Lord was like, yeah, you're not going to miss anything okay so I was so yeah I was kind of relieved that it got canceled like okay I guess I'll have a chance to, to make the Tokyo Olympics yeah and um now that we're talking about the virus how, how what has been going on like what through all these long months you know what kept you motivated and what were you doing in all these months where you couldn't train and couldn't be <laughs> you know yeah I mean well we could have trained, but after I got the news up about my suspension, I had to take some time to, to myself to mentally get back my motivation. Because after that, I lost every, like, my motivation, like, I lost my motivation, my confidence, like, everything. I had to take, like, some months off. But when I got back, the virus was, like, in peak form, but we still trained. But we were, like, distance ourselves. Do you think the only thing that I didn't do much was weight room? Okay. Until my uh, until recently, my coach built one in his backyard, so it'll be safer for us. Okay, so you have an outdoor workout program, I guess, right now. Yeah. Yeah, and how is it helping you with preparation? Ah, uh, so far so good. Uh, my coach, he's very like he have a lot of knowledge with the the track stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's been teaching me a lot, correcting all my bad habits I had before. Uh, so, yeah, I guess so far, so good. I have no complaints about it. It's been helping me. I've gotten stronger. Okay. So 
what's your fitness like right now? You know, are you happy with your condition? Uh, I would say yes right now, but after my first race, then I will see where exactly where I'm at. But as of right now, yeah, I'm, I'm confident about my fitness right now. Okay, so we're talking about race and uh, when, when are you going to open this season? And, you know, what's, what's on the calendar? Uh, I guess sometime soon I will open up in the 200 first and see okay. how my fitness is because I haven't run a 200 probably in three or two years. So. Yeah. Wow, okay. And um, since we, we touched on motivation and loss of confidence, right? How did you cope? Like, what did you seek any professional help or psychologist or therapist or anything to help you cope with the lack of motivation during your suspension uh, no but when i need like motivation i go to my mom nice yeah she's, she's she's always been there for me no matter what and she gives me advice so and i'm doing it for her like see her struggle with me when i was younger i'd be saying to myself i gotta get up and make a make stuff happen to help her. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, is she, she motivates me. Is she uh, currently with you in LA or is she back home in Canada? Oh no, she's she's back home in Canada. Okay, nice. Due to the well, virus, she can't travel. Yeah, well, a lot of us. <laughs> about being hoping, closed. Yeah. Yeah, we're just hoping that you know, you know that can cool it with the virus as well. I see a That's spike. What I'm saying like I, I just need two doubles and some more traffic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I haven't been home in uh, twenty one months, so I know what you I know what you feel like. I haven't been home in two years. Okay, then you know a lot, <laughs> a lot more than me. Wow, yeah. how do you cope? You know, being away for so long and not seeing your family and stuff. How do you manage? Uh, but honestly, I got used to it. But I, like some days, I get sad because I do miss my mom mm-hmm. and my other family. But I haven't. I've I've got used to it, so it doesn't really bother me that much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, it's only 21 months, but I've really, really gotten used to it and have a good network around me. So I don't really, I mean, of course I miss home. I miss my family and stuff, but um, I'm in a good place. So just grateful to be here. I get to get FaceTime and WhatsApp um, video. So talk to my mom every day over video chat. So that that helps. Yeah, I, I try to call home as well quite often, but you know, seeing them in real and actually talking to them on the phone is a big difference, but at least yeah. we have something to, to be thankful for and uh, we can yeah. still have some kind of contact with them. Michelle, I want to get a bit detailed into track and field. So okay. we are both coming from the small republic of Trinidad and Tobago, right? I mean, track and field is one of the dominant sports in Trinidad, track and field, cricket, football now of course things can always get better but in your opinion what do you think can make the system in Trinidad better for track and field uh, I guess like giving our athletes more recognition like they don't like recognize most athletes especially the females like they need to like branch out the athletes and the female athletes more like uh sometime I was home and I went to a school in Sour a primary school and they they didn't know nothing about track. All they knew about was football, cricket, and swimming. They, they, they absolutely knew nothing about the female track. But I mean, they knew about Richard Thompson and those guys. But when it comes to the females, they know nothing. And 
that kind of hurt me. I was like, damn. So I had to like explain to them who I was, what I do, and also mention other female athletes. Okay. And you think recognition is the only thing that will help boost the system for results or other athletes going into a professional pathway or career? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. And they they need to like more like advertise or like track meets and stuff. They don't do advertisement like how they do for like soccer and cricket. Mm -hmm. And I guess they need to hold like more like sporting events with track and make it known. Like it's like it's not in Trinidad, but not much people pay much attention when it comes to track and field. The, the, the thing is like a, this is like a, a regular sport. Yeah, you know, we, they mostly pay attention and it's a shame, but they mostly pay attention, you know, when they see someone in the final of the Olympics or Pan Ams or yeah. or something. And then it's like, oh, you know, we have a Trinidadian there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. when they go pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, we're just going to hope and pray that things grow in the future and that things get better yeah, for all sports. Hopefully. Now, you're all the way in LA and you said you moved from Texas, but what's the training like compared to being in America, compared to Trinidad? Uh, I would say it's more intense. And, hmm. and I guess the system and the programs are way different. Mm. and it's more like more competition and more how to put it opportunities huh? opportunities yes that's why I left Trinidad to come over here okay and how long you been in America by the way I would say probably like 10 years wow yeah. And you've, you've, okay. So you you've just been in America training for the past ten years, track and field. Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. So since you were nineteen years old, you moved out and decided that. I would say oh, eighteen. Okay. So approximately eleven years, you've been in America, chasing yeah. a track and field dream, and yeah, you you quite to branch myself out because it, in Trinidad there's so much you could achieve in Trinidad. And even yeah. Trinidad, you yeah. will achieve more. So that's why I guess some athletes are now starting to like get scholarships to come yeah. over and train and go to school. Yeah. I can see that too. And not, not only for track and field on other sports, but I can see soccer as well. I see volleyball as well. Uh, I think I, almost a year ago, I realized that we have a volleyball player in the Faroe Islands. That's way up north in the middle of the oh. sea. Yeah. Okay. So, so props to him. But uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you, you know. We can only achieve so much in Trinidad and uh, a lot more athletes are shipping themselves out to pursue bigger things. So we wish them yeah. the best of luck. And, and I just hope they, they stay mentally prepared because it's a whole different ball game when you go to college and over here. Yeah. Now, with all this training, you know, strength room, uh, running, of course, what, what, uh, what do you do for recovery? I just sleep. Like, I'm lazy. Like, I... I Let's go to practice, train, come home, shower, eat, and sleep. Like, that's all I do. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'll be exhausted. <laughs> like, being a professional athlete is really exhausting. There's, there's uh, massage appointments, acupuncture. There's, yeah, I, I just be inside, just resting. I'm playing video okay. games. <laughs> okay, what, what for the games I normally play? Well, I like to shoot people, so call it. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> all right okay 
Uh, nice way to put it, but uh, cool. <laughs> that that helps you with stress or what? Uh, yeah, it keeps my mind off of stuff. Because there's yeah. a lot with truck, like, and, and like stuff, other truck, it keeps my mind at ease. So I won't like be like overthinking too much. Yeah, active, but still at ease. So yeah. some form of relaxation, I guess. Yeah. Nice. So nothing like yoga or ice bath or anything for you? Well, yeah, I do the ice bath or the, the cryo chamber. I do Pilates like twice a week. Oh, what's the ice chamber like? I've never been to one of those. It's cold. <laughs> it's the coldest three minutes of your life. Really? <laughs> but uh, it's like dry ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it helps with sleep relaxation and in like when you're inflamed like when you have like lactic acid buildup mm-hmm. it has all of that so okay, it's a bit like an ice bath but it's dry so how do you feel after you come out of the cryo chamber but besides being cold i feel pretty yeah. good and like i sleep really well at night and the next morning I, i'll be like refreshed and ready okay. to go again because I've heard that these, you know, ice baths and cry chambers and stuff, they boost your metabolism too. They do, yeah. Yeah. So now we're talking about metabolism and we also met, you also mentioned before that you come home, you cook, well, you eat and you sleep. So how about <laughs> cooking, you know? You, you told me earlier you miss the uh, castle and doubles. So what are you cooking or how do you maintain food for yourself in America? Well, uh, I recently, like a year ago, I turned vegan. Have you? Yes. <laughs> okay. I've been on this vegan journey for like a year and some months. At first it was rough, but I've got new state. And it actually helps with my recovery. Wow. Okay. I, I need to know more. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, I have many friends who are vegan as well. Um, why? And why? Why? Uh, honestly, uh, with my training, uh, it took me like before it to like take a while to like recover and like I've been like I have like acne problems so I was trying to figure out what was the cause of it okay and so that's why I kind of decided to go vegan and at first it was rough because I didn't know like what to do and like what to make or eat so when I like did my research on it it was like no dairy no meat no eggs just veggies which was fine because I like my veggies Okay, so, so and yeah, it's been helping with my recovery a lot. Like my body, like a lot has changed for the better. So, so then tell me, what's your favorite vegan meal to cook or prepare, or what's your breakfast like? You know, well, I really don't have breakfast because I train early in the morning, and I don't like training on a full summer because I don't like feeling sick or throwing up. So I like drink more coffee with my CMOS, and I go to practice. <laughs> Seymour's and coffee. I've never heard that combination before, but very interesting. Yeah, like the Seymour's gel, because I was thinking with texture, so I can't take a teaspoon because the texture in my mouth is wet, so I put it in my coffee and I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a weird human. I got to think with textures, so yeah. All right. Um, okay, so if you like veggies, and what are you normally cooking for yourself, you know, vegan diet, is it difficult for you? You know, was it difficult to change from... I mean, of course, it would be difficult to let go of the meats and stuff. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But like for the first three months, I was like, "Oh, I miss bacon. I miss my chicken. I miss my stewed chicken." I was like, "Whew!" But like 
after a while, I was like, okay, I gotta let go of that stuff and just suck it in and just eat my veggies. Okay, well, props to you. That that'll be a hard, <laughs> hard one for me. <laughs> it was hard, but uh, I stayed committed and I made it through. I made it to the end some some months. So. Yeah, well, keep going. I mean, as long as it's helping you, I guess why not? Yeah. So, Michelle, um, I would like if you can tell us about your personal best in 2014, you know, the 10.85, which eventually brought you to the professional scene. Mm -hmm. How was that experience like? It's actually 10.82. Okay. okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're fine, you're fine. Um, was that 2014? Hmm. Or was I in 16? I can't remember, but uh, when that happened, I was with my that's when I left Trinidad and went to my coach in Houston. Hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, his program was pretty tough for me leaving Trinidad and coming to this kind of program. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it was rough for the first couple of months, but mm. he made me stronger with the weight room. Like, he lifts heavy. Like, we lift heavy with the leg press and squats. So, I guess his program worked out for me. And funny story was, before that came on for Charles that year, I dislocated my shoulder. How? Uh, it was pouring rain, like, like a storm outside, but I I had to go to an embassy for a visa appointment to go my first family, which didn't happen. Okay. And how the stairs was, I slipped and my hand went through the railing and like I went forward and I went back. <laughs> yeah. And it took oh. me whole day to put it back in because I had to go to this doctor, to, to that doctor. So it took me whole day to put it back in. So I was out for two weeks. I was like, damn, I got child in a couple of weeks. How is this gonna work out? So, but I guess my body needed the rest. Yeah. And I got the child around the 10-8. I, like, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> After not training for two weeks, I come around 10 eight, I was like, I guess the weight room was working, but it, this program was pretty dope. And that okay. year I was like in top form that year. Like 2014 was a really great year for me. Nice. And okay, so we're talking about uh, this injury, what put you down for two weeks? So besides resting, you know, what, what else did you do thinking about the trials? You know, what was going through your mind? Um, nothing. I was just like worried about trials because for at least more than two weeks of not training, you can lose fitness like yeah. that. So I was worried about that. But my coach was like, don't worry because I was fit, not ready mm-hmm. to run. But knowing me, I was like, yeah, I was like nervous. But I trusted them, so I tried to like stay calm. But the trials came. But around 10 8, I was like, okay, I guess he was right. <laughs> I guess the coach always knows. Huh. So do you think you can see yourself as a coach in the future? Uh, yeah, that's actually what I want to like do after track, like be a coach. Nice. Uh, it's also something what? I wanted to like to do after track my track career. Yeah. Are you gonna start in Trinidad and start producing a few more women 
Olympians. So, uh, yeah. well, yeah, that's my plan because we need we're trying that needs more female athletes. So yeah, that's that's my plan to start yeah. from home and see where it goes from there. Nice. Well, all the best for that. Thanks. Um, from all your pictures, I can see that you have on some uh, some fancy socks, and one of them mm. is a the Cheetos. So please, <laughs> please enlighten me on this Cheetos socks. What's what's behind it, and why? That, you, you all the way back, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was in 2014. That was the year I was on fire, and 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 the socks was matching my season, flaming hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I like Cheetos. So I was like, huh, maybe I don't wear these socks. And like, I, every time I wore these socks, I want to race or I ran fast. So did you only have one pair of socks that you wore or was it a lucky pair of socks? Or? It was, yeah, it was just that one pair of socks. Wow. So what, <laughs> is, it, is it framed up somewhere now on your wall or what's going on? No, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it probably went a lot by now. <laughs> Michelle, I uh, thankfully I was there to witness the uh, Commonwealth 100 meter gold in Gold Coast, and a lot of excitement. You know, when you look at the video, these commentators are talking about your hair. They're talking about so much details about you. Yeah. You know, lady with they the tattoos. Were. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, all eyes were on you because you were the fastest qualifier for for the uh, the finals. What was going through your mind then, you know? What what mentality did you go into the games with in Gold Coast? Uh, well, honestly, I didn't know. I was one of the favorites because when I go to, like, big meets like that, I come up with a, a social media because there's so much critics and people will say this and people will say that. So I, I stayed away, so I didn't know. I was a favorite till I rewatched the video and heard the commentators saying that. Uh, while going into the games, uh, I was mentally ready. Okay. So yeah, I was ready to run, ready to get a medal. They know which color it would have been, but I was ready to, to go. Yeah, you wanted to be in the top three no matter what. Yeah. Okay. And... That was that I was shooting for, even though it was early in the, the season. I was ready, even though it was, well, it was April, yeah, because it was a day before my birthday. Oh, so that was probably a very, very good present to yourself. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember the day after we took a picture together, and it was a bit. Yeah, yeah, I clearly remember this now. <laughs> but um, you know, during the race, what about nerves? How, how did you handle nerves, or if you were nervous at all? Because you looked pretty confident. I was confident, but I was still nervous. But I, I couldn't show it and like yeah, let people know I was nervous. Yes, yeah, so I was like, let me just pour my poker face and look relaxed. But to, uh, I normally like talk to my coach before or call my mom, she will say a prayer and she'll relax me. And when I'm going to lie, my mind is blank, just thinking about execute and just run straight down to the line. Yeah, you know, when I, <laughs> when I look at the video again, uh, two nights ago, uh, after you cross the finish line, it seemed like you were just going faster and faster, you know, it's like you're running <laughs> up 400 meter. <laughs> when you Wait, want the race now, they cross the line at first because they'd be like, oh, shoot, I just won. And they just want to keep yeah. going, but they can't. So it yeah. was that kind of moment. <laughs> so how did you feel when you know you realize you won a gold medal, first gold medal for Trinantipico at the Commonwealth Games? 
I was really happy. I was excited. I was like, damn, I just made history again for my country. So that I just put my country on the map once again. So I was really excited about that. Yeah, because this is your uh, gold after the silver in Pan Ams in 2019. What about that experience? How was that feeling like? Uh, in Peru? Yes. Uh, it was it was dope. It was cool, even though it was freezing cold. Oof, that was the coldest track meet of my life. <laughs> <laughs> even though the conditions wasn't really like to my suit, but I still went there and did what I had to do. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't well. easy. Uh, there was the Jamaican Elaine and the Brazilian, so I had to had to run. Yeah, although it's not a, it's just a continent continental championships, but the competition level is quite high, even for badminton. You know, some of the best players yeah. come from that region. So, yeah. And what about the World Championships bronze in 2015? How was that uh, feeling the like? Four, the four by one? Yeah. I mean, I already knew we were going to be in the top three because all the ladies were fit and ready to roll for the relay. So when I saw, like, last leg, I was like, wait, are we into it? I was like, oh. we didn't even cross the line yet. And I was jumping up. I was like, yeah. It's about time because everyone was saying the ladies hook amp relay team was cursed, couldn't get a medal, and we proved them wrong. We got a medal that year. Okay. And that must be a good feeling you had. It was I was like for that whole night and to the next day, I couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the joy of you know winning a medal itself, the watch I mean trips on shows, you were pretty elated and of course proving people wrong well. That yeah, always and gives people also joy. History again. Yeah, exactly. Congrats, Michelle. You know, okay. really, 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 really proud. Michelle, I would like to uh, to close off this podcast and this interview by asking you a uh, rapid fire questionnaire. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So the first thing yeah, I want to ask you. What's it called, rapid fire? <laughs> Well, it's just some fast questions, you know, some random questions, not dealing with any topics in particular. And uh, mm-hmm. just six questions I have for you. And uh, yeah. Okay. So the first thing is, what type of music do you listen to when warming up? Uh, Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Oh. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Nightmares. Okay. So that's on, that's on replay or what? Yeah. After that, I go to Masoka. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Um, well, now you're vegan, so I, this might be a hard one for you to answer. But what's your favorite Trinidadian meal? Uh, pilaf with coleslaw and cucumbers. What a combination! <laughs> yeah, I love pilaf too. I recently learned to make pilaf. Okay, two years ago I learned to make pilaf, and well, I, yeah, I gotta yeah. learn because I've been craving some pilaf. Yeah, good idea to learn yourself. Um, question number three, if you could play any other sport professionally, what would it be and why? Uh, I would say football. Okay, how come? Because uh, my dad used to play it and I played in primary school and I actually love it. Oh, nice. Do you play any soccer at all, football at all in the U.S.? No, I don't play any other sports because track and field is my priority so i trying to get no next or next <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, i understand yeah and 
we just talked about the finals and uh, all the races in Peru 2019 and the cold weather. So question number four is, do you prefer cold or warm weather to compete in? I, I prefer warm weather. Cold weather, my, my, my body like locks up and mm. it, it's hard to stay warm. So I, I prefer warm weather. Yeah, I guess well, we both come from the Caribbean, so that's our preference. Yeah. <laughs> when I first moved to Denmark, it was freezing here for the winters, and well, I had a hard time, but yeah. thankfully now adjusted. Okay. Uh, question number five: Can you tell us about your morning routine, if you have any, besides oh, the coffee yeah, we... and CMOS? Well, yeah, that's my morning routine: wake up, brush my teeth, get ready for practice, coffee. Well, say my daily prayers, read my book, and then go to practice. Read your book? Sorry, this is this a special book you have been reading? or I like daily motivation, <coughs> scriptures, oh. and then like I say my prayers, or like read the prayers and get my mind right for practice and for the rest of the day. Um, what's an important life lesson you've learned? This is our last question for the session. Uh, important life lesson I've learned that um, anything can be taken away from you just like in a blink of an eye you can have everything and you can lose it in a second like don't take anything for granted okay and I just have two questions to you from my side right so how do you manage running with that amount of hair honestly I mean, doesn't it? Do you feel like it holds you back? You know, it's really heavy. How? Uh, everyone asks me that, but no, it's not heavy unless it's wet. Okay. But okay. it's it's fine. Like that's why I braided back. Yeah. In like two, so I don't feel anything. But it's only heavy when it's wet. But it doesn't affect me at all. So, do you ever have to run in like the rain, like compete in the rain and stuff? Uh no, I'm tango for that because that okay. won't that won't be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and last question from my side is what can you tell athletes right now in Trinidad Tobago? Of course, with the coronavirus lockdown and stuff, you know, how to keep themselves motivated for track and field for other sports, of course. What advice do you have for them? Uh, I would just say like just keep motivated. Just do anything to like keep you sane. Don't let the <laughs> virus stop you from achieving your goals and track if you yeah. gotta do like something at home do it at home because i do stuff at home too uh, but just just stay patient have faith and just keep doing what you're doing like the virus is just just here for a while it, even though it will still be here but it's gonna get better so don't stress yeah. too much don't stress too much definitely all of us can take a lot from that lesson <laughs> Michelle, before I close today, I uh, want to thank you for allowing me to do this, do this interview with you and um, coming here to share your experience and wisdom with us. Um, of course, I want to wish you all the best for Tokyo and the next the season coming up and for the future as well. You know, go hard and uh, keep keep uh, striving to put our flag on the map for track and field. We, we appreciate that thank very you. much. Thanks yeah, for having so, me. No, no problem. Thank you and uh, goodbye for now. Bye. Well, guys, you've heard it all from Michelle yourself. We would like to again wish her all the best here from the Genius Pod podcast for the upcoming season. 
and for the future to keep flying the national colors high. Thank you and goodbye for now.